0: Tonight on Access TV, it's Gotham Comedy Live. Get ready to laugh with Vladimir Camagno, Lana Turner, Leonard Oots, Matt Burke. This week's host, Ralphie May. Gotham Comedy Live. All happening right now. Ladies and gentlemen. Ralphie May.
1: Hi, everybody. Uh, Welcome to Gotham Comedy Live here on Access. Uh, Yeah, I didn't know I had that channel either. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Uh, It's great to be here. I am your large and in charge, making sure that we have big production value. It's so great, man, to be here. I, uh, I, I gotta, I gotta tell you, you know, one thing that keeps on bugging me, and I don't know why we're still talking about it, is that th- this whole movement in the country for gays not to get married—that's what I don't get. I don't understand how people are mad at gay people that they don't want them to get married. You know, it's like anybody married besides me. Okay, I. <laughs> yeah 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 god we got to keep those fags from enjoying all this joy and wonderment that marriage is huh yeah because when you're married it's just waffles and blowjobs every day god bless i was in florida in november and they at that time they just now elected to get gay people to have the right to marry in florida state that looks like a dick hanging off our country like, why is this just now getting around to it, you know? We talk about the ultimate gay destination wedding. It's like, where are you boys getting married? At the tip of the dick, Miami. You know, it'd be awesome. Talk about missing the boat, man. Let them have it. You know, I, uh, I've i been to an actual gay wedding. Okay, my neighbor in Los Angeles, gay Tony, got married. That's not his real name, that's just how it appears on my cell phone. I, uh, and so, our kids, they were, you know, they call them Uncle Tony and Aunt Tim, and uh, we love them, we love them. Their wedding was incredible. It was really gay, though, I mean, like, so gay. Like, you've never been to the, it was, like, the like before the wedding, okay? It started to so gay. They got a guy flying down on a curtain, teabagging a the dude, then going back up and swinging around, it was awesome. I'm, I'm set with my five-year-old son, and you know how entertainment at the start of the wedding is usually like this, uh, a fat girl cousin of the bride singing a horrible song from Frozen or some shit, you know? Or, or a kid that might be retarded playing the trumpet with a boner, you know what I mean? You're like, is he retarded? That boner ain't retarded, look at that fucker. Jesus Christ, he loves that trumpet. God damn, okay? They had a six foot four black male transvestite Share impersonator named Sugar, with a C-H, that's right. Yeah, and Mr. Sugar was wearing eight inch boots, so we're about seven foot of transvestite. And, and, and my five year old son had a shitload of questions. He's like, Daddy, what is that? And I go, that son is a transvestite. And he's like, woo, that's the biggest mite I think I ever seen, Daddy. I'm like, yeah, I think so. I think that's as big as they make them, son. And he goes like, yeah, that's a big one. And he had a cape on, and my son's into Star Wars. So he was like, Daddy, you think Mr. Sugar like sword fighting? And I'm like, yeah, I bet he loves it. I bet he loves sword fighting. What was funny was all the gay boys around us were like, oh, we love sword fighting too. My son's five, he's sitting there going, these are a bunch of cool motherfuckers. I like these guys. Well. Mr. Sugar gets up there and he starts singing Cher, and I don't know the words to Cher. She always sounded like a blue tick hound dog to me. All right, and he's making some move, and his big old dick and one of his little baby balls falls the fuck out of his britches. Monster dick, holy shit. Look, had an elbow in it, Lord Jesus. Big, big, and tiny ball though, look like an old whopper, okay, a little ashy. All right, but he's, and my son goes, Daddy, Mr. Sugar got a big old pee pee. And I'm like, son, no, you and I, we've got pee pees. That's a dick. and, and, and My, my five year old summed it all up. He goes, yep, daddy, that's a dick, all right. Them transmesmites got dicks, huh? Like, that's a good life lesson, son. That's a really good life lesson. Uh, the reception was awesome. The reception. Go for the party. Even if you don't make the actual wedding, go to the gay wedding reception. They fucking do it better than anybody else. Your wedding stunk compared to theirs. Right, food was amazing, they had a real sushi bar with bona japanese Japanesey Japanesees, okay? Not like you're getting sometimes in New Jersey where it's a white guy squinting, you know? You know what I mean? It's a real Japanese. Alright, first class. They had go-go dancers on every side of the dance floor. I almost got teabagged on the way to the table. They had a Puerto Rican gay, by the way, Puerto Rican gays are the best in the Western Hemisphere as far as I'm concerned. They really take gay to a new level. So they, this guy was dancing, shaking his cock of balls, okay, in a G-string, I, and I'm walking, talking to my wife, and a light hits a sequence just in time for me to go, whoa, as balls swing by. I'm matrix nuts, easily the most athletic move I've ever made in my life, you know? We get to the table and there's three pills on the table. Three pills, all right? And my wife goes, is that candy? And I'm like, honey, I'm pretty sure I know every candy ever made. That's, that's not candy. Okay, I think that right there is, uh, well, I don't know what those two are, but that one looks like pharmaceutical grade MDMA from the early 90s. And my wife goes, what's that? And I go, that's ecstasy. She goes, oh, I remember that. Yeah, I know you did, you built the animal. And so, as we're talking about that, talking dirty stuff, married stuff, a different gay guy takes the microphone, and he's like, hello, everybody. He's dressed up like the queen of hearts, okay? (laughs) Tonight, baby, we're going to Wonderland. Everyone, you have three pills on your table. I am Diego, your body master. Tonight, one of those pills will make you small, and one will make you taller. One is a Gordy pill. It makes everything all right, just like Diego, baby. Let's go. (laughs) So let's do this on three, okay, baby? One, two. Oh, all right. And my wife is like, Should we take these pills? I'm like, Fuck yes. These are gay drugs. These are the best drugs they make. You're goddamn right, Virginia. Nobody was seated to my left. I grabbed those pills and did them too. Fuck it. If you're going to dance with the devil. You might as well lead. You know what I'm saying? 30 minutes later, I'm in a corner contemplating space, time, and the universe, and my place in it, and how we just drift through time and space, and that's what I thought was going on. It turns out I was seated in a corner tweaking my nipple, holding my cock and balls, dancing to Kesha. For like 30 fucking minutes, I know. So crazy. You know, it's funny because everybody's always talking to me. You know, they're always like, dude, you went to a gay wedding. Weren't you nervous? Like, that what? Gays don't want us, straights. They don't want you. You've never heard this. you never heard a guy go, dude, I was at a bus stop, and four gangster fags rolled up on me in a lower (laughs) Prius. Okay, two of them jumped out, gave me a full makeover. One of them cut my hair. The other one sucked my dick like a champagne. No shit, really? Are you going to go to the police? No, I'm going back to that bus stop. They're pretty good people. Okay, you've never heard that ever, okay? So, yeah, dude, by the way, I, I was a little bit nervous that I might get hit on by a gay man, but you know what's way worse than that? Having 350 gay men not hit on you. That really hurts your feelings. It's like, not even not one of them, not even a mercy flirt. Wow, I'm the fat girl of the prom. <laughs> So stupid. I know, I know I'm like, I got my feelings hurt. But we've got a great show for you guys. Are You ready for tonight? That's right. Don't be worried about them gays. All right, we love them the most. All right. I'm Ralphie May, I'm your host. We'll be right back after these messages.
0: Stay tuned for more laughs on Access TV, live from the Gotham Comedy Club in New York City. Vladimir Comagno is taking the stage when we return. Welcome back to the Access TV presentation of Gotham Comedy Live. More laughs right now.
1: For the comedy, Mr. Vladimir, come on, yo.
2: yeah. Yeah. Woo. Thank
3: you. Appreciate you! Appreciate that. Yeah, thank you for that. I appreciate that. Thanks for the love. Thanks a lot. I needed that. I need that love. Um, I am from the Bronx, New York. Yeah, give me a hand for, uh, for being alive. <laughs> made it out. Live in a rough neighborhood, man, rough. You know you live in a rough neighborhood. You could tell by the ATM machine in your neighborhood. You go to a nice neighborhood, the machine gives you $20, $20 bills. You get high denominations. When you go to the hood, the machine gives you fives and tens. The machine is like, you ain't got no money. You know what I mean? The machine be asking you for money. Let me borrow 20, let me borrow 20. Let me borrow 20, let me borrow 20. I know your pin number, I know your pin number. Come on, man. Let me borrow 20. You also know you live in a bad neighborhood because no one calls you by your name in public. You know what I mean? You go to a nice neighborhood, they call you by your government name. (laughs) They see you on the street, they're like, hey, John, good morning. You go to the hood, it's a different conversation, right? They see you on the block, they're like, (laughs) cuckoo. Yeah. Have a whole conversation, right? <laughs> like, yeah, what up, man? You seen? <laughs> <laughs> like last time I seen your shoes were ha. I tried it one time with Siri. I said, Siri, cuckoo. And Siri said, the drugs are on 19th Street. I said, <laughs> I said, thank you, Siri. I appreciate that. Good looking out. My dad, my dad lives in the Bronx, and uh, I was hanging out with my dad today. We were hanging out, had a nice father-son moment, you know what I mean? I'm sitting next to my dad, and my dad turns to me and says that when he was a kid, he wanted to be a school teacher. Very sweet. But I was laughing because of the way my dad said it, you know what I mean? My dad turns to me, and that's how he said it. He goes, Mira. I was laughing because that's how my dad speaks English, you know what I mean? My dad would say a whole phrase in Spanish, and the last words in English, you know what I mean? And in his mind, he just spoke English. There's some weird Rosetta Stone stuff going on, you know what I mean? i never forget one time there was a crime that happened outside my dad's building, and the cops come to my dad to get a statement. Like, listen, anything you can give us to help us out solve this case, we appreciate it. My father's like, mira. Yo estaba aquí. El tipo cruzó la calle. Fue para la bodega. Knife. <laughs> the cop is like, "What?" He's like, "You estaba aquí." <laughs> the fue por bodega. Gun. Yeah, yeah. Case closed. <laughs> My dad is in construction. He's a he's a handyman. He's a superintendent. And my father has a hilarious way of describing his work process. He's hysterical. Like, this is what my dad does to describe his work process. My father gives you a series of numbers followed by random noises. <laughs> it's hysterical. So the landlord came down, right? we got a Jewish landlord. He comes down to check on my dad. He's like, hey, Julio, how are you? Tell me about your work. Tell me what you're doing. Lachaim. <laughs> and this is my dad. Okay, mate, I come over here. I come over here, one, two, three. I put it inside over here, choop, come over here, chow. Four, five, seven, eight, you put it inside, pop, come over here, chow. One plus one is three, you put it inside, chow, come over here. And then, and then, you have a house. I'm looking at my dad like I thought you were giving the weather report. I didn't know. My dad's favorite store is the Home Depot. Loves that place, you know what I mean? Poor people love the Home Depot. <laughs> Everything you've ever wanted in one place. My father's touching himself every aisle. He's like, oh my God, mira, mira, mira. <laughs> mira, drywall, mira, drywall, mira. Security's just tagging him I'm like, why the hell is he touching himself to the drill bits? One time, I had to get supplies for my dad. Right, my dad's. I go to the Home Depot to get supplies for my father. I get to the store. One of the uh, one of the attendants comes to me. He's like, "Hey, what do you need?" And I'm like, "Oh man, here we go. I need a uh, I need a two, three, four, five. <laughs> uh Followed by a chook. I'm over here. Whoa. <laughs> and and the and the guy looks at me and says, "Let me go get Carlos. So I'll be right back." Let me stay, let me see someone someone that speaks two, three, four, five. It's a consultant. <laughs> My father's favorite item at the Home Depot is the black garbage bag. <laughs> poor people love the black garbage bag. You know what I mean? We use it for everything. You know what I mean? It's a raincoat. It's a curtain. <laughs> luggage. You know what I mean? You know you poor when you use a black garbage bag for everything but trash. My dad would get upset if you put trash in the trash, bag. he would lose it. Mina, what are you doing? I'd have to apologize. Dad, I'm sorry. I didn't know that was mommy's dress. I didn't know. We got a funeral. I'll never forget, man. 1996, it was Halloween. It was Halloween. I said, Dad, I want a costume. All my friends got costumes. I go to my dad, my dad's like, Mina! You are the Dark Knight. And he put a black bag on me. I'm out there trick-or-treating with a trash bag on. (laughs) Looking like a confused Klan member. (laughs) I'm knocking on doors. Trick-or-treat. You sure? You sure about that? (laughs) Put the candy in the bag. Put it in the bag. I am the bag. Put it in the bag. Put it in the bag. I never forget one time, they broke my father's car window. They shattered it. Guess what my dad put on it? Black bag bragging about it too. Mira, mira acá, mira. Mira, it looks like a tinted window. Mira, it's tinted, mira. Can't make no left turns. I remember, I remember one summer my dad had the black bag up and it was hot. My dad put a hole in it. He was like, mira, el condition. My parents are still together. My, my mother can't stand my father. She hates him. <laughs> but it's messed up because I look just like my dad. You know what I mean? So whenever, t- anytime my mother sees me, she gets nauseous on the spot. You know what I <laughs> mean? It's like, oh my God! I hurt. I hurt. With your face, <laughs> you look like your father. I, hurt. <laughs> I want your face to die. <laughs> Go to the doctor. Tell him you look like your father. My mother's a trip because my, mother has, my, mother, my mother's always sick, but she has no health insurance. So I gotta go to the doctor with her diseases. <laughs> and you can't say no to a Latin mom, you know what I mean? Mom, no, me I gave you life! <laughs> so I go to the doctor's office, right? Columbia Hospital, I go to the doctor's office. The doctor's like, Vlad, what do you got? I said, doc, I got a white milky discharge. <laughs> Uh, coming out of my left breast, and I get home, my mother's waiting for me. My mother's like, "Mira, you have a la medicina? You have a la medicina?" My mother's very, very secretive. She walks to the side in the house. Mira, you have you have a la medicina? You have a la medicina? I said, "Mom, I got an appointment with a psychotherapist." <laughs> she got mad. I gave you life. I got a mammogram for you, you know what I mean? (laughs) I'll leave you guys with this, man. My dad just got a cell phone. He got a smartphone, you know what I mean? And it's hysterical because my dad doesn't know how to put songs on his phone, so my dad has to jam the ringtones. (laughs) And this is my dad's favorite ringtone. I came home, my father was dancing to this right here. That's a lot guys, I appreciate it. Have a good night.
0: Stay tuned for more laughs on Access tv Live from the Gotham Comedy Club in New York City. Mona Turner is taking the stage when we return. Of Gotham Comedy Live. More laughs happening right now.
1: Thank you, everybody. Uh, our next performer, she has a one hour special on Hulu called So I Wrote a Song About It. Give it up, ladies and gentlemen, for Miss Lana Turner. Yeah.
4: so much it's so great to be here in new york i love it i just saw a homeless guy had a sign it said cancer can you please help i was like i'm a capricorn but you don't see me begging (laughs) it's great to be here (laughs) i i came from los angeles that's where i live i I, i'm not originally from there but i've become very la you know like oh my god i'm so la like just recently i had liposuction yeah but that's what they called it at planned parenthood (laughs) so Relax, it was just a couple of ounces, it's not a big deal. I have a guitar, so I'm gonna play some songs for you guys. I wanna start off by asking the ladies, when you're in a relationship, do you think you should ever admit when you're wrong? No? Guys, do you think we should admit when we're wrong? Yeah, see, I kind of agree with you. So I wrote a song from a man's perspective, and um, before I play it though, I want to introduce you to my guitar, right? That's the polite thing to do. I named this guitar after my favorite uncle, because now I can stick my fingers in his hole, so, Aww. yeah. <laughs> Aw, don't groan, don't groan. That's what I did at first, just relax and enjoy it. It's so much better, so. <laughs> All right, this is from a guy to his girl, just a broken hearted love song called This Time. So here you go. I'm tired of all the arguing. Seems to go nowhere. Getting to a place these days where I couldn't even care. Argue every point with me no matter how small. So this time, if you're wrong, you can suck my dick. (laughs) If you're right, you can suck my balls. (laughs) I don't think I can take it. Seems to go nowhere. Getting to a place these days where I couldn't even care. You could say, I've hit my limit, I've had enough of it. So this time, if you're wrong, I can come in your mouth. (laughs) If you're right, just on your tits. (laughs) Yay! You're in my hedges yapping, will not go away. I can barely even listen to the point you need to say before you know we're in a fight. It really is the worst. So this time, if you're wrong, you can eat my asshole. If you're right, I'll wash it first. (laughs) for my kids. (laughs) They go right to sleep. (laughs) I do, I have two kids and uh, that's awesome. They're at an age now where a lot of my friends also have kids and one of my girlfriends confessed something very frightening to me recently. She said that she coughs violently and pees herself. And that's a scary proposition. I'm sure there's some women here who've done that, and I don't want to point you out, but God bless you in case you sneeze in advance. God bless you, because that's some scary stuff, right? Like, I don't know when it's gonna happen, but I'm pretty sure, like, at some point, your giner just falls apart. And I'm so scared that I'm gonna be walking through the grocery store and look back and be like, my pussy's on the floor. (laughs) See, I don't think guys have that same fear, right? Like, you're not worried that every day of your life your balls are getting lower and lower, right? One day you just sit down and you're like, there's my balls, (laughs) You don't even look at them. If you you did, you'd be horrified. You'd be like, oh my God, it looks like raw chicken. (laughs) Black eyes are like burnt yams. (laughs) I think the only time you would look is if you're manscaping, right? I don't know, I, my husband's not a manscaper, but if you are, I think that is awesome. I did date a guy, though, before I met my husband, and he would shave this up, and I thought that was great. He was very hairy, he was, um, an, he was Saudi Arabian Arab, and uh, I'm Jewish, so that was interesting. Uh, he would <laughs> he'd come in the bedroom and throw a rock at me. <laughs> Pretend to drive a tank.
2: <laughs>
4: He's incredibly hairy. I called him my little harib. It was amazing. <laughs> but he would shave this up. It was like a skin oasis in a desert of hair. It was amazing. I was so glad that he shaved it though, because if I blew him, I didn't want to talk like they do, you know. <sighs> That's why they do that. They have a hair in their throat. You didn't know? Uh, I have to recommend that the ladies, if you can get with a Muslim, totally do it. They are awesome. Seriously, all you have to do is lay down with your head pointed toward Mecca, he will go down on you five times a day. So. <laughs> the whole business and the whole as it gets older and i think we as women need to embrace it and stick together as a group and so i think what we need to do that with is an anthem and who better to do that than me so here you go i began to think i was looking fine when a hot boy smiled at me i'm married so i want to be clear i wouldn't have acted seriously but that innocent flirt ended up crushing my esteem that day cause he waved at my kids and he called me ma'am and he turned and walked away. (laughs) Well I sat there dejected, feeling very lame. Then it occurred to me, old pussy needs a new PR campaign. (laughs) (laughs) Always recycle, do not be confused. Brother, you know the truth. It's better when it's used. (laughs) It's a pro-pussy recycling song. It's an environmentally friendly. Song. If the muffler is good, and the engine purrs too, who cares about dents? You never should buy new. Kids will mess it up, but all it needs is love, like your favorite old t-shirt or a beat up baseball glove. <laughs> it's kind of a messed up visual, but it works for her, right? Many things get better with age, like cars, wine, boats, and booze. So tap mama's ass, cause it's better when it's used. So if you find yourself a cougar, do not throw away. Like meatloaf or lasagna, it's always better the next day. Pussy doesn't spoil, so just turn out the light like sexual prime age steak with a touch of cellulite. If if you find yourself a MILF, you're gonna have some fun. And the best part, there'll be cookies and milk when you're done, (laughs) because it's better. It's better when it's you. Awesome. Um, I have time for just one more quick one. This is my favorite song. I wrote this for my daughter because she just recently started reading. So this is a duet between two of my favorite women in history. Anne Frank, you guys know her as the Jewish girl hiding in the attic from the Nazis, right? <laughs> and Helen Keller. You guys remember her? She couldn't see, she couldn't hear, yet she was able to communicate, right? Okay, so this duet between Anne Frank <laughs> and Helen Keller. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: TV live from the Gotham Comedy Club in New York City. Leonard Ooze is taking the stage when we return.
1: Kicking ass on this show tonight, and the next performer is no exception. He's gonna be seen in this upcoming season of BET's Comic View, which means he's black. Give it up for
2: later dudes!
5: Y'all can do better than that. Make some more noise, make some noise. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, Recently I just turned 22. Yeah, I I got a sister, I got a sister, she's 17, about to graduate high school, she's dating now, and that's her older brother, you know, I want to feel like I can protect her, but she dating real men now,
2: like,
5: yeah. I come home to visit, I come inside, he walk in, he's 6'2", 260, all muscle. That's how quiet I got when he walked in the room. Then she gonna ask me, what would you do if he hit me? I said, bitch, what would you do if he hit you? <laughs> I'm gonna do whatever you do. You scream, I'm gonna scream. Ah, ah, not... That is somebody's uncle. I'm not fighting him. <laughs> <laughs> now, I say that, I say this. I do not condone domestic violence, but I will be honest. If a man hit his woman in front of me, I'm not gonna say nothing. i spoke up before, I ain't like how it ended for me. <laughs> I was in the club a few weeks ago, having a good old time. This dude slapped his girl in the middle of the club in front of everybody. And I was raised to speak up when you see something that you're not supposed to see. As soon as he hit her, I stepped up, man. I was like, hey, you're not supposed to be putting your hands on these females like that. He looked at me, he said, I hit dudes too. I said, damn. I did not know he was hitting everybody. I did not know. They told me at the door it was ladies' night. I thought he was only hitting women. Now I'm scared because I'm a dude, but I got titties too, so I don't know if he's going to hit me twice. Is it carryover slaps? He is hitting everybody. He using both hands. He by slap tool. He had to go to school for that. He is by slap tool. I'm still working on the definition, but I know it's hashtag by slap tool. The art of smacking people with both hands. Growing up, though, man, I was blessed, you know, I was raised right I, I grew up, both my parents, which not a lot of people of my ethnicity get to say nowadays, but They I used to hate hearing them complain about growing up without a father, because I had one and he wasn't all that, you know what I mean, like. <laughs> I used to hear the same complaint every day, like, you know, I grew up without a father, I don't have a father. I grew up without a neck, and I didn't complain to nobody. <laughs> there was no scholarship fund for me. It meant don't buy turtlenecks to keep it moving. You know what I mean? Some stuff you got to get over. You know how dumb I used to look asking them to hem up my turtleneck? <laughs> I had to give my sweater a circumcision. Are y'all listening? <laughs> people don't understand, man. It's a struggle having two parents. Especially because people who grew up without a father think that your parents didn't argue because they stayed together. Now, I didn't mind them arguing. They argued a lot. But I just didn't like when he started messing up, it started ruining my life. I'll never forget, I was in the third grade. I came home from school one day. They was arguing in the kitchen. Next thing I know, my mama snapped and stopped cooking for a whole week. (laughs) Seven whole days, me and him sitting at the dinner table eating bologna sandwiches. I had to put them to the side. I was like, yo. I don't know what y'all got going on, but I'm gonna need for you to get your shit together. Cause if I gotta eat one more turkey on Swiss, I'm gonna go to school and tell them people, you touch me. You gotta go, you ain't cut my sandwich in half, ain't no chips, you gotta go. You gotta go. (laughs) Then I got two college educated parents. Both my parents went back to college while I was in high school, which was dope. You know, I'm proud of them, they both got master's degrees. But my friends, you know, yeah, yeah give it up for them, yeah. yeah. But my friends, I guess they had some false reality of what that meant for me at home. they was like, oh, that's dope. You in school, your parents in school, that's cool. I'm like, no, it's not cool, dummy, because we do homework together. <laughs> Everybody at the table confused. Nobody know what they are doing. I look up my daddy copying my homework. I'm like, we don't even go to the same school. Then my mama gonna make me do her homework every night. <laughs> Talking about she gotta take the time to do homework then she can't cook dinner. I was like, you know what, bitch? Give me the homework. <laughs> you are something else. Give me the homework. I'm in second grade doing Spanish work, like como se dice. <laughs> Go put the meatloaf in the oven. Como. Mm-mm. I'm at that age, though, man, I'm at that age my friend's starting to have kids. You know, when I, you know, I'm just, I'm scared. I'll be honest, I'm scared, cause you never know who you are gonna get pregnant nowadays. I'm scared, I'll be honest, I'm scared. What if I get a big girl pregnant, right? And then the baby grow up, start to walk and run and we can't catch it. Like we'll literally be unfit parents, you know what I mean? Like. Like how I look at the school, like, hey, somebody stop my baby that's running down the street. I can't show up no PTA meeting after that. <laughs> I can't find no missing person report. How stupid I'ma look. Well, uh, when did you realize he was missing? Uh, immediately, I was right there. <laughs> Why didn't you try to stop him? I did, but I ran out of breath, and he... <laughs> he had them new pampers where the legs get all the ripped. <laughs> didn't catch him. Could not catch him. I'm glad to be here, though, man. I'm glad to be here at Gotham, doing comedy, because I done had some bad jobs, man. Like, I used to be a server at IHOP. I don't know why y'all laughed, that wasn't even a joke. (laughs) See, it's people like, like, I hate judgmental people. Like, don't judge me, I know I'm a big guy, don't judge me. Like, I had one lady, I couldn't tell certain people that we were out of stuff in the back, because it's automatically my fault. (laughs) I had a lady order turkey bacon one day. Turkey bacon. I had to, you know, I had to put my white voice on. You know, I'm so sorry, (laughs) ma'am. We're all out of turkey bacon. (laughs) She gonna give me attitude like, I bet y'all are out of turkey bacon. I'm like, bitch, I don't even eat turkey bacon. (laughs) I like regular bacon with the fat on the side and the grease pop out at you when you cook it. (laughs) It's the bacon I like. I hate bougie people that go to IHOP act like it's a real restaurant. <laughs> you ever met these people? They act like it's a real restaurant. Like they come in and order T Bones, like it's. I'm saying we sell T Bones, but if you don't got health insurance or an extremely strong kidney, I wouldn't recommend it, you know what I mean? It's not exactly USDA choice meat. I had a lady order a T-bone one day. It's the the arrogance she had when she ordered it to mess me up. She just, I would like the T-bone. And could you tell the chef, I would like it medium rare. It's like, she said, chef. (laughs) Like, first off, you want your T-bone from IHOP. Anything other than well done. I'm gonna need to go get this health waiver out the back real quick. Cause the meat was damn near spoiled on the truck when we got it. <laughs> and I just want to let y'all know, in case y'all didn't know this, there's never been a chef at IHOP. <laughs> it's a brother named Breon back there. <laughs> she started asking questions. He didn't study abroad? No, he killed abroad. <laughs> he got an ankle bracelet on, you talking about chef. <laughs> he cooking your eggs with a foo-boo sweater on, and you talking about chef. He got on a do rag right now, and you talking about chef? There's never been a diploma nor a degree in the kitchen that I have. Only degree is first degree manslaughter and third degree burns from that grease. Y'all been great. That's my time. I'm gonna do.
0: Stay tuned for more laughs. On Access TV, live from the Gotham Comedy Club in New York City, Matt Burke is taking the stage when we return. Welcome back to the Access TV presentation of Gotham Comedy Live. More laughs happening right now.
1: Uh, You know this guy from Showtime Comedy Central. Give it up, ladies and gentlemen, for funny man, Mr. Matt Burke!
6: Thank you. Thank you very much. I am older. That's what I'm coming to grips with now. You know how you know you're getting older? When your doctor doesn't care if you smoke. That's a hopeful day when you hit that, that landmark. Do you smoke, yes? Yes. <laughs> uh, I've hit the age now where I'm starting to just feel that pull to sit down. You know, when you walk past a chair and you're like. It's like, a, it's like a little voice, a little Jewish voice, just going, sit, sit. <laughs> it's a middle age, I'm in the middle. You're, I figured out what that meant. You're in the middle. You're not young anymore, but you're not old. You're in the middle. You're observing, both. <laughs> and you know, you're looking back uh, with regret and you're looking forward with dread. (laughs) And you're thinking, you know, I should have done something here. It's uh, it's because I can't do shit (laughs) now. There you are in the middle with this. What do you think this whole hair thing is? I'm a Civil War surgeon now? (laughs) (laughs) One thing I'm unaware of the absurdity of the whole hair Thing. But I don't care. I'm, I'm middle-aged. I have kids. I'm married. I, I, I'm wearing three different shades of black. I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. It's my thing. It just all went so fast. Last 20 years, like that. And if you're young, you're not going to listen. I didn't listen, but just. One minute, you're out every night, having a great time. You got money in your pocket. Next minute, you're home, snorting Vicodin, searching Facebook for people you used to have sex with. (laughs) I mentioned my wife. I'm in a good space with my wife now. She had her girls' night out this week, so we're... You always come back better (laughs) from girls' night. You know, when your wife comes to you and says, I'm going out with the girls, Uh, That's her way of saying, I have to talk about you to someone else. (laughs) So I'm in a unique position with my wife uh, because she likes it from the side. (laughs) No, because... (laughs) Mm. Grow the fuck up, will you please? (laughs) No, it's unique because I like my job. You know, I enjoy my work, which is a problem first off, because if a man wants to make his woman angry, all he has to do is enjoy something. <laughs> it's, don't laugh, I don't care. You know it's true. Can't, you can't hide it from, can't even hide it. can't have your little train set in the basement. So, without getting that, this this, 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 it's, it's my little thing. Can I have my little fucking thing (laughs) in the last three feet of the house? So I live in Queens. I was born and bred in Queens. Uh, Now, yeah. Now the most uh, most culturally diverse area in the entire world for its size, Queens. True. Uh, A lot of people from the Asian subcontinent in the area where I live now. And I'm, uh, I'm currently siding with the Sikhs. <laughs> to, to keep the Indians out of the neighborhood, you know? Because that's the great part about living in a multicultural area. You know, you can participate in ancient feuds that you have no understanding of whatsoever. You just pick a side, doesn't matter. It's like the World Cup. Dad, I like their shirts, (laughs) them. And you got got your pick in Queens, half of Queens hates the other half. The Chinese and Japanese and Jews and the Arabs. Go into a Greek restaurant, start bitching about the Turks, see how far it gets you. Or the Turks, huh, Gus? Yes, yes, he's right, he knows. He has free dessert for him, he knows. And not uh, this fucking Turkish piece of shit. <laughs> this motherfucker, sis. <laughs> you know, the Turkish men, they sit down to pee. Do you know this? <laughs> it's true. Eat your baklava, it's good. <laughs> Don't you kind of aspire to be that guy? Don't you want to be like a bitter old racist with giant eyebrows? <laughs> Just to fend off the end, <laughs> the worries. I worry about. So I, you know what I'm concerned about? All the technology we're gonna miss when we're gone. All the technology is gonna be wasted on these these, these six year old little over vaccinated ADHD <laughs> riddled and soaked monsters that are clogging our educational system. <laughs> the sex robots. <laughs> sex robots are coming. You know that. Once the, once the robots are affordable for the average person, there's gonna be sex robots. <laughs> Trust me, and it's gonna be insanity. Yeah. They're gonna fly off the shelves. man. Could you imagine a woman you can have sex with anytime you want and uh. shut off her mouth, you know? <laughs> not me, I'm not saying I. I would want that. <laughs> Talking about these perverts who would build such a thing. Men are gonna be out of control. Young men are gonna be, they're gonna be camped out the night before the new model is released. (laughs) Sleeping bags with little erections all in a row. (laughs) Chinese workers will be jumping out of the windows of the nipple factory (laughs) from the sheer demand. (laughs) And inevitably that PC-Mac debate will start up and, you know, the Apple people will all be, there. you know how the Apple people are. You know, you, you can't get a virus if you do it with an iFuck. fuck. I know. Might be celebrity models. What better way to rejuvenate your career? If you're a has-been, just sell your image to a sex robot. You know, Lady Gaga might be on top today but she could be on the bottom tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Gaga. Have you thought about that name since the first time you heard it, Gaga? You know about controlling language? You know since the beginning of time, there's been a small group of elites who are trying to control the rest of the population, at least according to my internet research. (laughs) And one of the things they do is to control language. If you can control people's language, you control them because you can shrink the language. You can make it hard to communicate, make people stupid, infantile, easy to control. And I think there's no better example of the infantilization of America than the fact that they've given us a celebrity named Gaga. (laughs) You may not see it now, but someday you're going to hear a rumor about Lady Gaga. You're going to want to look it up. Maybe you won't have your phone with you, so you ask your friend to do it, and you will look at him, and you will say, Google Gaga... Then you might know. <laughs> you know what I was thinking about the other night too? I kept myself up late. I was up I was having a cigarette at the kitchen window, you know, because I have kids. So I was thinking to myself, <laughs> Where are all the dead squirrels? My neighborhood is full of squirrels. They must be dying all the time. By course of nature, we should be ankle deep in dead squirrels, but you only see one a year. There's one in front of your house. There's one, and that's usually natural causes. That's, or a hit, you know, because there's a lot of of gang activity, and the squirrel could be, and when they whack a guy, they will drag the body, they drag the little squirrel body to the ground between two big trees so it looks like, hey, I guess he thought he could make it. You know what I
2: mean?
6: <laughs> Did you ever see a squirrel with no tail? That's a squirrel who couldn't keep his fucking mouth shut. <laughs> Thank you, Gotham.
0: Stay tuned for more laughs on Access TV, live from the Gotham Comedy Club in New York City.